Dillon, up ahead, Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to the plus. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Spartan Crazies podcast with Ryan and Tim. Uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, the MSU-Ohio State game, preview the Penn State game uh, for next week. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit of recruiting, and then we're going to get into the um, Detroit Mercy recap and talk the Virginia and Oakland games coming up this week. So... Not much to really talk about with the Ohio State game. It, uh, what happened, everybody thought was going to happen. It was a bludgeoning. It was a 40-point Ohio State win. I believe the spread was 24. So uh, Tim and I both picked Ohio State to cover that spread, and they covered it quite easily. Um, so really, all I really want to talk about with this game is that uh, while uh, – Rocky Lombardi got hurt, uh, and it was – I'm not sure if he's going to be available this weekend or not, but he looked terrible while he played. Um, and then Peyton Thorne came in, and I think he – his numbers were pretty good. He looked solid. Uh, he threw one pick, but uh, his completion percentage was uh, pretty awesome. Uh, I'm trying to bring it up here. Just give me a second. Um but Thorne looked sharp when he came in. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but he's very accurate. Uh, he went 16 of 25, 147 yards, zero touchdowns, one pick. But he looked pretty good. Oh, he ran. He also had nine carries for 42 yards. 31. He had a 31-yard run at one point. Um, he looked solid. I think he's the guy that, uh, that should play in the Penn State game. I also said that last time. Uh, when he came in, and Rocky wound up starting. So hopefully Mel decides to play Rocky. But uh, Ohio State basically just bludgeoned MSU. Uh, Ohio State is legit and uh, really disappointed that we don't get to see uh, Ohio State put 100 points on Michigan this weekend. Uh, Unfortunately, the Ohio State-Michigan game was canceled, and – yeah, Michigan got lucky because they were going to have 100 put on them. So, uh, yeah, really all to really talk about there. Um, we can talk uh, Penn State a little bit. Uh, Penn State has won two in a row. They beat Michigan. They beat Rutgers. Uh, I th- think that Penn State is honestly better than what their record is. Uh, they've had a really bad season. Uh, their quarterback, Sean Clifford, has been – disappointing this year uh they're down to like their fourth string running back uh just a rough year for the nittany lions a year they started out in the top 10 preseason and uh msu goes to happy valley and we'll see what happens but the line is 15 and a half penn state right now so uh last game uh one of the last games of the year for the spartans before the Ninth game where you have the crossover game against the West team. 
So uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, uh, Spartans go to Happy Valley on uh, Saturday. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit of recruiting here, too. Really not much to talk about with football. I mean, it, the Penn State game was pretty self-explanatory. I mean, the Ohio State game was pretty self-explanatory. It was just a blowout. Um, yeah, so MSU has ripped off a bunch of crystal ball picks for a guy who's committed to USC right now, and it seems like he's not going to wind up signing there. Uh, I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, my guy – Guy Teote, uh, a linebacker from California, I believe. He's playing at Bishop Gorbin in uh, Vegas. Uh, that's where uh, Jalen Naylor and Jacob Asaya, who are both on MSU's roster right now, played. Uh, MSU has ripped off of – he's a four-star top 175 recruit. Ripped off a bunch of crystal balls yesterday to MSU. And in the meantime, his brother, who was at USC, has an- entered the transfer portal. So, and his brother was a five-star recruit uh, in the 2018 class. Uh, most USC fans seem to think he he was not used the right way by their coaching staff, and he did play a lot. Um, but we will see what happens with him. That's uh, a thing to um, monitor. Is both of them? Uh, it seems like. Uh, Ma might sign in the early signing period. The original plan was uh, for him to sign in the late signing period, but the early signing period seems to, which is in three days, by the way. Uh, and it looks like there's MSU is going to have a few guys who aren't going to sign like Rayshon Benny. Apparently there's not much to worry about with him. He should be good to go uh, in the late signing period, but guys to watch are the New Jersey guys, uh, the, Highly rated ones, Gino Vandemark and Audric Estime will not be signing on uh, in three days. Uh, so that is something to monitor. Uh, Audric Estime, it's a Notre Dame offer. I would personally, I don't have any inside info on this. I would personally not expect him to be a Spartan. I think he will wind up going to Notre Dame. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, that's not, uh, that would, that seems to be what will happen because he is, I feel like made pretty clear. He has a lot of interest in Notre Dame and some of his interviews. So um, yeah, that's recruiting. That's football. Really not a lot to talk about. Uh, I mean, the season has gone. How I think not really how we expected it to, because MSU won a couple games. They weren't supposed to win, but, uh, and they won the Michigan game. Uh, but they just uh, – they're not there yet. They're not close. They got a ways to go, and it's going to be a long process. So, uh, yeah, we can get into basketball. Tim, if you want to go ahead and take it away. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Um, I'm really bummed to hear that Audric Estime news just because I know he seems like such a beast. And I honestly, Ryan, I just cannot stand the like NCAA football world. I mean, when it comes to recruiting and players and teams, um, it's so much drama. Am I? It like, really is. It's like ridiculous. Basketball recruiting is, I think, is worse when it uh, with 
some of this stuff because it can be for, it can AI, be bad. But yeah. football, man, there's just so many guys. It's just yeah, there's... and they're just jumping around. And I, I mean, commitment. This is like just a fantasy word. It's, uh, it's. I think. I think part of it is a lot. These guys. A lot of these guys haven't been able to take any visits. So this yeah, well, cycle, it's just crazy. You that's got so true. many. You know, I. I, I don't know. I. I don't know if he's gone for sure. I don't want to speak in absolutes, but I mean, the dude's keeping the door open and uh, I would love for him to wind up at MSU. The dude's an absolute monster. Uh, That's what it seems like. I, he would, I think he would start from day one if he came to MSU next year, but I, I don't know. Maybe Notre Dame, hopefully Notre Dame will get uh, Donovan Edwards and he doesn't go to Michigan and, uh, and they don't offer S time. That would be the ideal thing that happens, but we'll see. Yeah, well, it's it's truly a we'll see because commitments are just like meaningless these days. It honestly oh, yeah. is almost like a when someone commits to your school in football, you cross your fingers. This might mean something, you know. It's um, for some people. Obviously, there's other kids where it's never like even close to an issue, um, and it goes the same for basketball, but. Um, so we had two games for basketball since we last recorded, I believe. Um, this was Detroit Mercy on Friday, and then we had Western Michigan on Sunday. I forgot about the Western game. Yeah. Um, you didn't watch it, you're saying? I did watch it. I forgot to mention it. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Um, yeah, so Detroit, honestly – Nervy. I there were parts of that game where I uh, was worried that you know MSU was going to lose. Um, it's important to note. I don't think MSU really played that great, and part of it is because they didn't have uh, Josh Langford. I think he's a lot more important than it may come off because that wing group is so shallow. Um, there's not a lot of depth. They had to play A.J. Hogard 19 minutes. He went from, like, Stephen Izzo time, legitimately, to 19 minutes like that in a pandemic freshman season. And um, it's not like he was so horrid. He wasn't great, though. Um, four turnovers, that's not what you want to see for someone filling in. It's like, don't make mistakes, A.J. And he was just like, <laughs> he is just driving with no care in the world. Um, you know, I could see the potential there. I have a quite a take on AJ, but we'll get there in time. Um, it's yeah, the Josh Langford really exposed that he is incredibly important because it adds to your rotation a guy who, when he gets the ball open, you think he can make this shot. Or he can make a play. He makes some bad decisions sometimes, turnovers. Um, sometimes he's not the soundest on defense, even though he's a pretty solid defender. Uh, somebody you want out there over you know, the other guys on the team, that's for sure. And he, I'm being a little, he's great on defense. It's just you're seeing times this season where you know, he makes a mistake and boom, guys pass him. Um, it's happened more than once. Uh, but I'm really praising Josh because, um, as we'll get to in the Western game, um, his absence was glaring to me during the game. I think it's just you saw that 
there was a lot more um, incontinuity. There was, uh, you know, just like inexperience out there. And Josh really does bring – he's the only senior on the team. Isn't that crazy, Ryan? It is crazy. Only senior on the team. Um, I, I'm trying to think of the walk-ons, making sure I'm not wrong about that. Let's just say I'm right. Let's not count the walk-ons. Um, so, you know, they were they were struggling. Um, I think that the I tweeted before the game, I thought it would be interesting to look at the bigs rotation. Um, you know, Hauser's going to get his minutes. Um, he actually uh, – didn't play I think he like picked up a knock or something is that right like in that um mercy game he was not playing as much as maybe he would normally and there was like a reason he looked like he was uh you know taking a little weight off of one of his legs so it's probably just a knock you know something that he's gonna bounce back from pretty quick um yeah but I was talking about the bigs you know Kithier 11 minutes Marble, 12 minutes. Marcus Bingham, 11 minutes. Um, it Nobody's really separated themselves. And in this one, um, you know, I think it's just becoming a mystery to me. <laughs> uh, sometimes I think that it's clear Marcus Bingham should start and, you know, then Marble has a Duke game and you're thinking, well, if he can do that every game. You know, and then we'll get to the Western game. But I think that Kithier has, you know, re made a name for himself in terms because no one's, you know, it's like one step forward, two step back for all three of them. It's like nobody can actually rise above. Um, and I, I think that's just going to be a thing, unfortunately. Um, just a rotating door. Um, you know, Gabe hit some shots. He was big. He was important. He made that cool, like, fading out of bounds, switch to his left hand layup thing. That was, I don't even, I could never really quite seen a play like that, but it was pretty awesome. Um, Aaron is just far and away, like, the most important player in the team. Joey Hauser's 1A, though. Um, just need him. He had a, a fourth foul that really hurt them, and he wasn't on in there in crunch time. But his stat line is pretty awesome: twelve points, um, four for four on his free throws, ten rebounds, six assists, one block, three steals. Come on, man! It's just like every year MSU's got some, maybe every other year I should say. I mean, you has some upperclassmen that's just filling up the stat book. Um, Rocket Watts has one of his best games for Michigan State. Makes all six of his free throws. Um, 23 points. You know, they really needed him in this. Uh, I think, did I mention Foster? I think he's he's struggling. I The thing that I will always come back to is I want to see Foster with confidence. And I feel like I'm seeing it fade. What do you think about that? I, I he just he struggles. I feel like a lot of the times when he's on the floor, and I, I do agree with you. A lot of his confidence. It just um, like the first game when he was hitting those shots, he's getting the ball. Eyes are on the rim, Ryan, swishing it, and now it's like 
he gets the ball, like looks both ways, and oh, am I gonna shoot? It's like that's not what Foster Lawyer, the shooter, does. And right. I'm seeing these things resurface, and it worries me. He's going to get his tick. Um, Rocket, you know, he's gonna need his breaks because this dude's a sprint in the floor, like every time he gets the ball. Um, it's you, you know, is Rocket ready for a 35 minutes a night? I'm not sure. Like, I'm sure he's in fantastic shape, but that's that's heavy. That's big stuff. Um, I'm really looking forward or hoping that Foster has a bounce back. In terms of confidence, I don't care about the other stuff. It's like when the when the stuff doesn't even look like he thinks it's going in, you know, <laughs> that's all I need to say. Um Really, I think we've covered this one. It was a nail-biter. MSU almost lost. Um, hats off to Detroit. You know, they come in. They're playing their butts off. They have a couple of players, man. They have some tra- transfers in. Um, that Bull Cool guy was killing us. Matt Johnson had, like, the game of his life. Um, he was, like, legit out there. Anton Davis, like, honestly... Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that he went 0 for 9 from 3, I mean, the dude was – he can get what he wants. He's a baller. Yeah. Um, I love that Brad Calipari came in, and the moment he got the ball, just chucked one. Just, I mean, <laughs> it was like there's no way on earth, unless you're Steph Curry, you're, like, taking a good shot that quick. He, it was freaking hilarious, Ryan. I – died laughing because I was like, oh, Brad's in. The millisecond he gets the ball, like, <laughs> just chucks it at the backboard. And it honestly looked like, it to me, it might as well have been, like, the hardest brick of all time because it basically was. I need to clip that and put that on Twitter, dude. Remind me <laughs> on that. I don't know if you we'll re- recall, but it was so funny. He is a he's, – he definitely looks like – Cal Perry's son, let's say that. He's got a little <laughs> bit of a grimace frame going on. Um, yeah, I mean, Detroit, they wanted that. You could tell they were pumped up by the chance to beat MSU at Breslin, obviously. You know that their coach has had some success against MSU. Um, he was probably reminding them that. Like, yeah, I've been here, done that. They're not even that scary. We can do this easy. And they were definitely believing it. And you could see Michigan State was scared. Um, and really bad performance. Um, too many mistakes. 17 turnovers. Turnovers? Come on, man. Yeah, not great. I mean, it's was a bad game. And so I was hoping that they bounced back and – you know, you know they've got another by game type opponent in Western Michigan. Um, I'm thinking, okay, they could get their heads on right, but this one wasn't as much of a nail biter, just because I think Michigan State basically like led like almost the entire game. It was just Michigan State could never like pull away. It was, you know, they'd get up like eight, come back down to like three or four get close to a tie and it was just that all night and it was because I don't care what anyone says I mean they have a couple guys who are doing their thing B artist white I don't know if you know his story his his dad 
I forget his first name, um, is an alumni of Michigan State basketball. He's played. Oh, that's right. I did hear that on the broadcast. Um, and, you know, he didn't even get, like, a sniff from MSU. And I'm pretty sure he grew up in Michigan. Um, you know, you have to think that he had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. And this was like a, oh, you didn't want me? Well, I'm going to show you what I, I can do. Um because he was hooping, man, and uh, they had a couple of other dudes that were doing their thing. Um, there was a lot of calls in this one, man. It was crazy. I, like, if you look at the free throws, they didn't take that many free throws. But, I mean, I felt like everybody was in foul trouble. Um, even though it really doesn't look like that in the box. Maybe I'm just imagining that. Uh MSU was always in control. I was basically never worried like I was for Detroit, uh, for Detroit, but I was annoyed like the whole game. Um, I don't, do you recall the period where Gay Brown had like four or five straight turnovers? Oh my lord! They had five. They had a uh, stretch where there where they did have five straight. But turnovers. I think it was like four or maybe all five were Gay Brown. And it was just like one of them was Hauser. What the okay, then four were Gabe. It okay. Let me let me back up a little bit. They are on the cusp of breaking out the game. When we say breaking out, it's it's kind of like I don't know what the word is, but in sports, you know, it's sort of things snowball, and it's like. You make a mistake, so you try to cheat on a pass, which is another mistake, and now they got another bucket, and it just starts pouring downhill. And this happens a lot in Michigan State games, especially in their bye games. You know what I'm talking about, Ryan. That famous you know, thing they like to do where they just go on a run like right after half or something, and then the game's pretty much over. I mean, that's, that's all she wrote. And they even said it on the broadcast, I believe, that they were just kind of waiting for that and waiting, and it just never happened. Um, until just the very end where MSU just had more bodies and people left and more talent. And they just kind of talented their way to a W. Kind of disappointing. Um, uh, but the thing is, is that we're going into Virginia, okay? And you're getting two easy games coming off a big Duke win. Um you're hoping to see them sort of tighten some things up, and uh, and and then and then comes this period from Gabe Brown, that's just like nonsensical. Uh, I don't know how how many times Gabe Brown does the crazy far step back out of bounds when he's in the corner. Like was that like the hundredth time he's done that? That's what it feels like. Yeah. Um, how is he not adjusted or learned? <laughs> okay, that's one that bothers me, and that's one that um, you saw. I, I I might be wrong about this, but somewhere in there, you they showed Izzo. He's got got his head in his hands, just like I cannot. Oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. one of those. Maybe it was the one where he stepped out of bounds. But it's just like the stupidest mistake. I mean, at this level. That's 
unacceptable, in my opinion. I know they moved the three-point line back. He has to stand much closer to the line than he ever has. But you're he's doing it too often. That's just unacceptable. Right. Um, then he had a laser throw to Bingham, which I guess you could say it might have been Bingham's fault because it went off and out of bounds on him. Not the best pass from him, though, because it was like a one-handed whip. You know, not very technically sound. Um, and then it was like he got the ball and did the the worst call. This is my least favorite call in the sport, where they, like, step before they dribble and they call it travel. You know what I'm talking about? Right, right. It, it's like they step twice or something. I don't It seems like it only gets called on us. I, like, feel like we never see that call. Okay, I'm wrong about that, but it, it's like crazy. You never see this in the NBA, and they call it like a couple times a game on MSU, at least a couple times a game. Um, right. And that makes me question, how on earth are these D1 basketball players not have figured out this rule? Like, not to turn the ball over just from catching and moving. Like, that's inexcusable. I almost wonder, like, what the coaching staff has to say on this very topic because it's honestly, like, I can't even believe it. Maybe every single time it's the perfect call and the kids are just really blowing it. But, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is just – that was a really bad sequence. And then I think he had another – I can't recall what it was, but it was, it was you know, like a boom, 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 boom turnover. I'm not trying to get down on Gabe because – um, you know, he took one three and made it. He was two for three from the floor. Um, had well, I guess he just didn't really have a great game. A couple of rebounds though, it's good to see. Um, it's just like that's the sort of thing you look in the box score. They won by sixteen. That's the segment that kept them from winning by twenty something. Easy, right? Easy and. They're fixable mistakes. That's the good part. But um, it's uh, not a good sign going into a really big game against a good team. Um, I guess we, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Aaron Henry is always going to be a star. And Joey Hauser just lit it up. <laughs> um, I actually watched this game with my dad. And he loves Joey Hauser. Loves him. From the moment, like... You know, they were recruiting him. Um, he, he just kept saying he's going to be a star. He's going to be a star. And, you know, of course, the game I watched with him, first game we've ever watched Hauser together, he goes off and just, like, hitting everything. Ten rebounds, four assists, one block, two steals. I'm not kidding you, Ryan. There was a moment, though, for a second, I thought in my head, maybe Joey Hauser is the most important player on the team. If it's not him, it's Aaron Henry. I mean – I feel like that's easy. That's just like a super yeah. easy. Anybody that wants to throw a rocket in. I, okay. I'll hear that one. No other names though. In my opinion. Yeah. yeah, it's those three. In my opinion, you can't really name anyone else. But, uh, wow, what a great game. It's good to see him lighten it up. Because they need that punch, man. Sometimes they just need them to drop. It's, you know, they're percentages have been okay ish but they've needed um you know to make some shots because against mercy it felt like 
if they had just hit like a shot here and there, that game would have kind of been put away. But it's just mistakes in both of these games. Um, execution is bad. Defense is bad. Rebounding is bad. Not good. Um, that being said, as we go into our next game, we're going to talk about the Virginia game, Ryan. Um, if you're a narrative guy, you think historic Duke win, literally historic. Then, oh yeah, who are we playing? Oh, we got Mercy on Friday and Western on Sunday. Okay, like you, you have to think that at least an ounce of somebody on that team felt that way, right? Right. Like, oh, we're gonna dominate them. This is the classic. Um, what do they call it? Down game or letdown game? For sure. Um, and it went two games. That's not a great sign. But you have to think, no way on earth they're taking that approach for Virginia, right? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, if that is a thing that exists, the Virginia game would be something that they're getting up for. There's no question about it. One of the, um, I guess one of the biggest games on the schedule, even though it's, again, not really for much other than resume, um, would be huge. And I've got the tweets already prepared if they go 3-0 and against ACC. Please don't steal <laughs> uh, copyright to Spartan Crazy's podcast. You heard it there. Um, Ryan, <laughs> you know what to do if you see someone take that from me. I, I will. I will post a season to sit. <laughs> Nobody else could have this thought. Only I. <laughs> okay. Um, Virginia. Uh, Ken Palm has projected. I think that didn't change. A two-point win for Virginia might have been. Yeah, I think it was two points when we looked at it. Um. Virginia, not as much love as before. You know, on Ken Bomb, they're 17. Um, for uh, reference, Michigan State's 13. I don't know what Virginia was. I'm pretty sure they're top 10, though, right? On Ken Bomb going into the season? I believe so. I believe you're correct. I, I wonder if you could just, like, click and look. Uh, no, I don't know. Well, I could have figured it out. But anyway... Um, this we know Virginia. It's Tony Bennett, pack line defense. Um, their offense is it's actually pretty solid. Now you think of Virginia, you think of that defense, you think of their very slow pace. But let's go back a couple years. Now last year they were the best defensive team in the country. And they were the 234th offense. Really, really bad offense. Really, really, really good defense. Um, That's why a lot of people thought they were going to be good this year. They're bringing back, like, basically the best defense. But they lost Diakite and probably somebody else. Um, And he was big for them defensively. Uh, Go back. I, every single time I think of Diakite, I can't stop but think and laugh about his hair. <laughs> and hitting every the shot time. over Purdue to the double whammy yes. for you. Yeah. Um, oh, that d- double whammy. That was awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. I was so happy when he hit that shot. 
Well, I guess not whammy. <laughs> I meant double whammy against them. Like, against, well, oh, I don't yeah. know. Whatever. A double, a two for one. <laughs> let's call it that, two for one. Um, let's go back to the year before that where we, they uh, won the, the natty. It's probably going to be good. <laughs> um, on offense, number two in the country. On defense, number five. Yeah. Those are the metrics that uh, champions have. Year before that, offense, 30th in the country. And again, these are Ken Palm's efficiencies. Uh, Defense, number one, 17. Offense, 50th in the country. Defense, number two. Year before that, offense, eighth in the country. Year before, uh, defense, seven. And last one I'll do, offense, 21st in the country. Defense, two. First of all, Tony Bennett is a future Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about it. He's the defending national champion. That's um, just a fact. Um, he's, during the regular season, easily one of the best coaches in the country, hands down. Absolutely. Um, and, yes, they had a putrid offense. But Tony Bennett has consistently had, you know, top 50-ish offenses. I mean, I just read them off to you. And then his defenses have been clearly elite. Um, I'll say this. I think a lot of people think Michigan State, Virginia, that short-term history between the two and the the tournament. Um, Yeah, like if we met them in the tournament, I would feel confident and I would understand a Virginia fan feeling like, shit. I I mean I remember I am sure that they were praying and hoping that they wouldn't play us in the title. Oh yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean every time they don't want to see us. They don't. Um I have a funny theory, but point is, I think this is correct. Tom Izzo's 2 and 0 against Tony Bennett's Virginia. I'm just going to say that's correct. I think it's just two games. These these won 3, didn't he? Maybe Look two. it up while I talk. Right. Look it up while I talk. Either uh, way, he has his number, um, and people people times, will reference that and say, you know, Izzo knows how to beat him. I I really actually want you to find the game, so because I'm looking, I'm looking I'm going to make a point that <laughs> is contingent on this. Um, uh, Tony Bennett comes from his father, Dick Bennett, who coached at Wisconsin. Um, you know, I think Izzo's just very familiar with the system. I think he's just very familiar with how they play. I think he knows how to attack it. I think he knows how to beat it. And if there's anything that 20-something-odd years of experience is going to give him, um, those are some of those little tools in his tool belt. Uh, You know, you could make a lot of metaphors for what I'm saying, but essentially, you know, there are a couple of styles that he, Izzo teams, struggle against. And there are some styles that um, he's clearly thrives against, and it's that simple. Um, but my point was going to be those two games in the tournament are in March. And what is the you know stereotype for Izzo? He gets his teams ready by March. Well, this isn't March. This isn't when the teams had a full year to polish off. This is the beginning of the season where Tony Bennett thrives. Uh, if you see where I'm going with this, I hope that that third game doesn't totally dismantle my argument. Um, it's it was two. Okay. Okay. So, so this is essentially accurate in that 
it might mean nothing, but um, Izzo has had success against him when Izzo has success against a lot of people, right? Right. Tony Bennett dominates regular seasons. Um, not ne- not last year, that's for sure. And and then this year, not so much either. Um, lost to San Francisco. We talked about how they were a good team. Went to OT with Kent State. Not a good sign. Um, not that Kent State is so bad. They are 164 in Ken Palm, so it's not like they're incredible. But, you know, there's there's reasons to maybe doubt this Virginia team. Um, offensively, there are reasons. They, you know, have the other Hauser brother. This is going to be the Hauser Bowl. I can't wait for them both to post up on each other. You know, the first time we see them basically defending each other is we've got our money's worth. Um and so I make this whole point to say I'm not so sure if the Izzo dominates Tony Bennett thing really applies here. He dominates him once he's got his team ready. I think, yeah, if we were talking about a game that was in March, I'd be like, yeah, history's going to take Izzo's side. But, um, you know, this one, we're going over to Charlottesville. They do have an incredible defense, and it's going to require MSU to probably hit some outside shots because uh, the pack line defense, are you familiar with the general premise, Ryan? Yeah, you basically they try to they try to force everything basically out. The right, corner, exactly. Right? They're packing the inside, and uh, MSU has some philosophies principles that resemble this. Um, they are going to give up threes that are going to be semi-contested, and they're going to live with that if they can really eat you alive inside um, defensively. You know, twos are the most efficient shots in the game. If you're having trouble with those, you better light it up. And I believe that's how they lost the UMBC. They were just, oh, okay, we'll just hit everything. Um, and you lose. <laughs> so that's the problem with that uh, pack line defense. Now, um, it's clearly really good. There's a couple of coaches that uh, employ it. Uh, Chris Beard, Texas Tech has a version of it. And we know what that did to one of our teams. So, um, you know, guard play is important here, Ryan. And uh, dissecting this defense is important. Uh, MSU is looking a little inexperienced, a little sloppy. Um, They're good on on defense too, MSU. But um, this is a... Ranked on Ken Palm, number three defense. Let's just call it a top five to be safe. And so they're really going to be tested. Uh, it's kind of a, a, a double-edged sword for me. On one hand, I think Izzo is going to pull some mastery out of his sleeve. On the other hand, I'm worried that he pulls his mastery out better when the team isn't sloppy as hell in December. You know what I mean? Right. What do you think? Uh, honestly, I don't think this is a great matchup for MSU. Uh, from three, I, I might be wrong. I'm not even looking at stats right now. I just feel like they haven't been great shooting the three ball this year. 
Uh, maybe this is the game they go off because they're going to need to if they want to win this game. Thirty-five percent, thirty-five point one, which is which is like bad. respectable. It's it's ninetieth right. on Ken Palm, which it felt it felt like it was worse. It, it feels like it should be better. It, I mean, Aaron Henry's yeah. like one for thirteen or something crazy, which is right. you know obviously not accurate. So anyway, um, I I don't know. I just don't have a great feeling about this game. Uh, I feel like Virginia has struggled. I think in their last two games, uh, they lost the one, and then they took they went to overtime in another one uh, against uh, two teams that they should have beat, uh, eas- rather easily, I believe. Um, I just feel like they're going to be pissed off, and they're going to want to really win this game. And I think they're going to win. I I think it's going to be a rough game for MSU. Yeah, I'm afraid that will be the case. Um, I think there's no way this is not a slugfest. I wish I knew a little more about their team to sort of predict some matchups, but one's easy. Hausers, that's a matchup. <laughs> um, and then they don't even have a like a set point guard at Virginia yet. Now, I feel like they've had a lot of turnover the last year. Um, or two. They've got some new faces. Uh, that's for sure. I mean, after their national championship, they turned over a lot. That's for sure. Oh. I mean, I rec- I recognize I recognize a couple guys on the roster. I know Abdul Rahim was a big recruit, and uh, I mean, he doesn't. He's only put everything like seven minutes a game. Barely playing. I only recognize like three, four guys on the roster. I, re- I, re- I recognize Hauser. I recognize Clark, Abdul Rahim, and I recognize Huff. And I don't recognize anybody yeah, else. Yeah, I mean, kind of doesn't matter. It's Tony Bennett. He's gonna get these yeah. guys now. Again, let's not forget. You know, we're being very we're praising him. He deserves it. This is Hall of Famer Tom Izzo's program, <laughs> who just, um, I really hate the AP, but they're ranked number four in the country right now for whatever you think that's worth. Um, it's not like they're some scrubs. Uh, and no, no, if no. they play well, I could see, I mean, I'm not just saying this. If MSU comes out sharp, I could see them running Virginia out of the building. I mean, yeah. I can envision that easily. Now, I don't think that's the likeliest outcome, but um, I don't think that happens very often to Virginia. But, um, you know, they just went to OT with Kent State. Uh, they're probably not as sharp as they should be. I know Kihei Clark hasn't even um, secured that starting spot. I guess he's having a lot of issue um, production-wise and, He's kind of a small dude. I wonder, maybe even defensively. It's five nine. Maybe yeah. even defense. Wonder if Rocket Watts can. Yeah. So uh, take advantage. I was going to make a bold claim about Aaron Henry. Um, I don't even know who like one of their main guards to like key in on would be. You know, he Aaron Henry is a weapon. If you sick him on somebody defensively, let's say a team that has a guy who's specifically the only one hurting you a lot. You put Aaron Henry on him, hope you know, a guard or a wing, not a big. It, he he has the the capability of just ending that altogether. That won't be an issue anymore. Um, I was going to make some sort of projection in that way that uh, Virginia is very slow pace. They try to run their whole set, use the clock, kind of 
eat up the time you have to to come back on them um, if you're down, that's for sure. It's kind of a stereotype of the way they play. And if they've got an Aaron Henry who's hounding their lead guard, can't even get their sets off, I think that he could really disrupt their whole flow. And let's be real. These are kind of two counterparts. One wants to run, one doesn't. Um, one's got experience, tons and tons and tons of experience being this system. The other is uh, yet to beat him. Um, I think this is just a, honestly, just a fascinating matchup. I mean, I really can't lean either way. I don't want to. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think that Virginia is going to have a, I hope I'm wrong. I think they're going to have a coming out party after stroke. I mean, they, I, I'm sorry, by the way, I, I was wrong. They, they did win a game in between. They beat, uh, damn it, what the hell was their name? Uh, beat uh, St. Francis, uh, who is not good by 25. And uh, in, in sandwich between the, the San Francisco yeah. loss and the Kent State game. I mean, they held him to 51. That's impressive. But right. that's that's their game. Um, you know, they hold you down. But look who's on their schedule so far. Tosin, San not, Francisco, not St. Francis. San Francisco is not a – for the record, San Francisco is not right. a bad team. They're, they're in the they're, same they're conference not. as Gonzaga. Uh, they're probably the second they're – pro, they're probably the second or third best team in the WCC, which is not a terrible right. conference. But – because uh, they've got BYU there, too, and they're pretty solid. But if we're going to look at this list of mid-majors and point out one that is actually pretty good, well, that's the one they lost to. So it's not like they right. have so much to boast about. We're, I'm really fascinated. Um, man, it would be huge for MSU to go in here and get a win. Um, you know, it doesn't really do much for their conference hopes, but you'd have to think that gives them major seeding advantage going into the tournament, which a tournament that could be all weird and messed up. I think seeding might be as important as, as it ever has been. Um, what if there's not even a full field, you know, seeding will be huge. Um, right. That's kind of why I'm saying it. If there's a full field, maybe it'll just be pretty same, uh, similar to usual. Anyway, I guess, I'm kind of saying the coin flip, and you're calling Virginia. Yeah, I've got Virginia. Okay, I mean, I easily see that's in their gym. Um, I hope that uh, Izzo gets them ready, though. Is it would be disappointing if they just played poorly and lost. Um, but I guess it, you know, it'd be disappointing to me either way if they lose. <laughs> I'll be disappointed. Just in general. Um, so is there, I mean, other than that, you know, before the next time we talk, it's going to be Oakland. Uh, I don't know if we should really. Oakland is bad. And they took Michigan to overtime. Uh, yeah. They're just not good. The... This is uh usually they have a solid team, but the last year they weren't good. And this year they are even worse. So here's, here's our, um, our preview for Oakland. If MSU beats Virginia, Oakland's going to make you tense. Yeah, they're going to find a way to make it a close game. If so Oakland, not, if know, MSU they, loses to Virginia, I think Oakland is going to get, gonna get yeah, blown out. hurt. Um, there you go. I, 
I'm basing this just purely off of their letdown game um, performances. So maybe it's a thing, maybe it's not. But, you know, the thing that I was raving about, their defense, their rebounding, you know, kind of got away from them. And you know what defense is? It's effort. It's like how hungry you want to choose to be that night. Um, and, you know, I could easily see why that might drop after you, you know, finally beat Duke. That's that's a very easy thing to project. Right. Um, did we have anything else or we want to go into picks? I'm good with picks. Okay. Um, if you pull up the lines, I've got everything ready. Do we want to do basketball and football? Let's do them both. Uh, we're just going to do – let's just do every other ACC – Big 10 that, ACC Challenge game that has not correct. started. That hasn't started. Okay. For, by the way, Purdue is kicking uh, Miami's ass right now. It's not close. Um, I don't like rooting for them, but it's – I'm rooting for Big I 10. I am rooting against You're rooting them. for – Not me. I'm – I'm absolutely – dude, I fucking hate Purdue. I'm definitely rooting for Miami. It's it's a win-win for me. If they lost, it'd be funny. If they win, go Big Ten. Or, you know – For sure. I get, I get what up. you're saying. But I, I hate I, – I hate Purdue fans. They're some of the most delusional idiots on the planet. Um, well, we can get into a whole entire shebang. Oh, we'll, we'll have a – we'll, so we'll, 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 we'll get into that. We'll have an emergency pod on it. <laughs> Uh, let's see. All right, I got the lines up. I'm also going to talk uh, about a little something here. Since we're gonna, we're getting into Big Ten picks, I might as well talk about this in a little bit. Uh, so uh, Michigan, Ohio State has been canceled. Um, apparently, there is has been a COVID outbreak in Schembechler Hall. And uh, there were about 45 people that were impact that, that they were going to be without with injury, uh, COVID positives and COVID uh, 19 uh, contact tracing. Uh, apparently, it wasn't enough to the point where the Big Ten was going to step in and cancel the game. So that's something to think about. Um, Tim, I'm going to say this: if Michigan was even four and two. This game would be pay- being played on on Saturday. There is no doubt in my mind that they would be playing this game. I uh, I think that Michigan wants an excuse. I, I I'm I might be putting on my tinfoil hat here, but I don't think this is outlandish personally at all. I think Michigan is looking for an excuse to not play this game so that they get they can. Uh, quietly extend Jim Harbaugh and give uh, with a new deal that is apparently going to – he's going to take a pay cut and uh, his new contract will be incentive-laden. Uh, and I just – because how the hell would you be able to justify extending this guy when uh, three days before uh, Ohio State put 70 on your ass? Because that's what would have happened uh, if this game was played. Uh, this game could have been played. Uh, Michigan, I don't think it matters if Michigan had no guys with COVID 
positive test, Tim. I really don't. I think regardless, they were going to get their ass kicked. It was not going to be a close game. And uh, I think that Michigan could have played this game, and I really think that they uh, they waved the white flag here. I don't think that's outlandish to say. Yeah, I, I don't want to comment on that, but I do totally agree with you. It's hard for me to imagine Michigan with a chance of winning cancels this game. Uh, impossible, even, for me to imagine. There's no way. And, and, and you can say what you want about MSU, but they played the game and they took their ass. Right. They could have said, we're not going to play Ohio State. You guys have COVID-positive guys on your team. They didn't. They played the game and they, got, they took their ass. Game. How is how is, uh, like Herb Street, <laughs> he, like, nailed this. He, he yeah. owed it. He is he is owed an apology. That man should have never been apologized. He like that. totally He's nailed not wrong. it. And he, I bet you. I bet you there are Michigan fans saying, "You weren't right. That's not the reason. Like, you know, that's not what happened." Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we spent enough time talking about. Also, I, I just want to bring up one more thing on this. Um, Kirk Herbst, Kirk Herbstreit was forced to apologize about that. There's no way he said. Oh yeah, I need to apologize for this. ESPN made him apologize because they they whine so much. Yeah, exactly. They're a special group, super special group. Um, they are very sensitive. Anyways, I needed to get that. I, it was we were talking football, conference football. I figured I'd talk about that. And get it I do that. think on the Harbaugh contract though, like the new contract actually kind of makes sense. Not from a um, from it like does. a performance, but from a like the money they pay versus the money, his, the money his that his program brings in it you know his basically you know they're paying him a lot he's bringing in more than that but now mm-hmm. he's bringing in less but they're paying him the same so they're like well we need to we need to relook at this you know because we could just go out and get some dude who can do this for us for half what we pay you you know that's kind of like they're they're also uh, trying to lower his buyout. So if you need to fire him after next year, you don't have to pay him a shitload of money. I think that is fair. That, that is that is that is I I don't I I do too. If I were them, they're trying to find any excuse they can to not fire this guy because they, they it would be bad optics because this guy was brought in and he was viewed as the guy. And if you can't win with this dude, who the hell are you going to win with? I mean, that's really yeah. what it is at this point. I mean, they could get the exact same results with somebody they're paying half. So, and that's right. That's kind of I, where I, I come from. That is, I, I don't. I think that uh, some of some of Michigan fans, I know, hot take here, are delusional about the expectations they have for their program. No. Yeah, I know. Surprise, surprise. No, I, I don't believe it. I mean, some of these people just expecting them to be Alabama and Ohio State are just out of their minds. It's completely <laughs> delusional. It's not going to happen. I mean, Probably come never, on. ever. No. That's that's like the Michigan State fans that uh, – like, I'm not expecting like, – don't get me wrong. Moving on from D'Antonio was the right move. But I'm not expecting them to have a 2013, 2014, 2015 run type again anytime soon. I'm not expecting that every no, time. Right. 
that's just not fair. That's not a it's fair not expectation. It's not going to happen. It's a lucid thought. It's a delusion. That's like... Right. That's, and that's kind of how Michigan fans view their program. They feel like they should be running with Alabama's, Clemson's, Ohio State's. I, I'm sorry. That's just not. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry. We could go down this rabbit hole all day. Um, it's we very could. easy. It's because they were beating up people that they were teaching how to play. <laughs> and then they were like, dang, we're exactly. so good at this. It's crazy. <laughs> they yeah the, the the most wins in college football. Congrats again about your uh, congrats on your wins against Ann Ar- Ann Arbor Pioneer High School. And Real Albion impressive there, college. Teach, 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 teaching teaching them how to play football and keeping score and recording <laughs> it as a win. Real impressive there. Real beaters, leaders, and best. <laughs> All right, we've uh, we've talked about them more than enough now. Um, <laughs> Way too much. Yes. Go ahead and let's let's get these picks popping. All right, let's do it. Let me bring it up. Uh, okay, so I'm going to start out with Illinois Northwestern. Northwestern by 14 and a half. I'm going to pick Illinois. I'm going to pick Cover. Northwest 14 and a half? Oh, what a yep. stupid line. Uh, I'm going to take Northwestern. That sucks, though. Uh, for, for the record... Northwestern, who was a big underdog in this game last year, wound up winning. Wound up winning. Sorry, God, got my word jumbled there. Yeah, they wound up winning last year against Illinois as a big underdog. Um, so I have to tell you, last week we did a pick on Illinois Iowa, and it was thirteen and a half. Uh, Iowa won by fourteen. And you, you <laughs> went the wrong way. I went the right way. That's. Crazy, huh? Of course. <laughs> they've got they've no, got magic in those computers. All right. I I uh, took oh, Northwestern. Yeah. I hate that it's over two touchdowns though. Like I would never take that bet. I won't I won't pick North, I won't pick Northwestern on a on a spread that big. I learned my lesson with MSU game. I'm not gonna do it. Uh I've uh next game, Minnesota at Nebraska, Nebraska by ten and a half. Yep, give me Minnesota <laughs> spread. I'm gonna take Nebraska. Um, Rutgers at Maryland. Maryland by eight. Uh, I'm going to pick Maryland to cover that. Um, Ruck- Maryland at Rutgers? Yep. No, Rutgers at Maryland. Eight, Maryland. Mm. Oh, Rutgers. Okay. You, you picked... Uh, Okay. I think Maryland. In, yeah, gotcha. All right, next game. Uh, this game might be canceled, by the way, because of COVID. Uh, I think Purdue had to uh, pause practices today. Um, Purdue at Indiana. Indiana by 11 points. I'm taking I'm pick, IU. I'm going to pick Purdue to cover. I'm picking Purdue to cover that. Indiana's down to backup QB. I know they won last week. Oh. Um, but I'm I'm taking that it's too. It's a rivalry game and well, well well Indiana did win last week with their backup quarterback. And they covered I think they covered. I'm not sure. Um but they did they won last week. Um All right, last one. Wisconsin at Iowa pick them. Uh I'm going to pick Wisconsin to win that game. 
Actually, I'm going to pick Iowa. They haven't lost a game in five games. Yeah, Wisconsin's kind of slipping, right? They lost last week. Yeah, they're two and two. I'm going to take Iowa. So what was the line? This year. Pick them. It's a pick them. Yep. Um, I want to make sure. Uh, Rutgers was plus eight, right? Okay. And yes. Purdue was plus 11. Yes. All right. Um, I'll get okay. to the basketball here. Let me bring it up. Uh, yep. Purdue's up by 15 on Miami right now. 12 minutes left in the second half. Um, all right. So these games are being played. The games I'm doing right now are being played tonight. Uh, first game, Boston College at Minnesota. Minnesota by seven. Give me the Gophers to cover that spread. Boston College is awful. Yeah, it was minus seven. I'm taking them yep. too. I'm going to have some major um, Big Ten bias here because I think the Big Ten is so much better this year. It is, it is way better than the ACC this year. Um, North Carolina at Iowa. Iowa by three and a half. I'm going to pick the Tigers yeah, over the spread. I actually think North Carolina might get, win that game out, right? Would not be I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I, UNC was – what was the uh, – Iowa by three and a half. North Carolina's only loss was that Texas buzzer beater this year too. Um. You got that in, Tim? Yeah. Uh, UNC. Okay. You know, I could see either one winning, but um, I Iowa hasn't played anybody. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a believer in Iowa at all. I don't, I have uh, zero. Belie- I, I don't really believe in the Hawkeyes. I think they're like the fourth best team in the Big Ten, uh, which isn't bad by any means, but. Uh, I until I can see they can play defense, I'm not going to be picking them in many games uh, against even a. Yeah, I got to see some them face something real, and you're getting UNC points. Out. Right. I mean, if they if they if they can if they can win tonight by double digits, I'll be impressed. Um, but they just have not proven me they can play defense. So give me the UNC. Um, Ohio State at Notre Dame, uh, Buckeyes. By six, give me the Buckeyes to cover that. Notre Dame's bad. Yeah. Uh, we got Penn State at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech by five and a half. I'm going to go with the Hokies. Yep. Five and a half? Um, five and a half. Uh, the big game tonight, I guess, is Illinois at Duke. It got Duke by three and a half. Ooh, Wait, Illinois is getting the points? No, Duke's Wait, getting the points. Duke is plus three and a half. No, they're, they're minus. Sorry. They're gotcha. I'm going to take Illinois, though. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to pick Illinois as well. I don't, I mean, I don't if know how good Illinois Duke is were the favorite, I would go the other way. Just because I kind of don't know where to go on this one. Um, right. But. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna take whoever's getting extra points here, and that and you you took Illinois, correct? <laughs> we have identical correct. picks so far. 
Syracuse at Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers by four and a half. I'm going to pick the Scarlet Knights to cover. I don't think Syracuse not, is that good. But so, yeah. it is a like Hall of Fame defense t- versus Rutgers. I mean, Syracuse almost, for, by the way, should have lost to Bryant at home in their home. I'm just going to take Hughes to mix it up. What was the line? Okay. Rutgers, four and a half. Yeah, and points. I'll take that. All right. Uh, I'm going to save the MSU game for last. Did Wisconsin's Big Ten ACC Challenge game get canceled? Another one got canceled. Which one? Who were they playing? Michigan, Michigan, yeah, Michigan, and NC State I, I think got canceled. It was Wisconsin. But, but Rhode Island, is, yeah, they're playing Rhode Island, Wait. so their game had to have been canceled. I don't know who they were supposed to play. Oh, oh, I'm so confused. I was like, Rhode Island is definitely not in the ACC. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Wisconsin's ACC Big Ten no, yeah, must have got another team playing Rhode Island. Another game got canceled. I just couldn't remember off the top of my head which one. I think it's Wisconsin. I, I don't know who that. I'm, I'm going to work. I think you're right. I can't remember who they're playing. Maybe a Clemson? Or... How, how... Yeah, it was not Clemson. Maryland's oh, playing Clemson. Oh, is that next? Well, I feel like they always play. Yeah. Why is that? Oh, it just feels. What the hell? I'll, I'll put the Wisconsin-Rhode Island game up. The Wisconsin <laughs> nine and a half. Alcohol. Wait, it's only nine and a half? What the hell? Why not? Yeah. Yeah, give me Wisconsin to cover that spread. Uh, next one, Maryland uh, at Clemson. Clemson by two. I'm going to pick Maryland to cover that, and I think yep. they're going to win that game out, right? It's Maryland plus two, um, right? Yes. Uh, next game. In, these are all games tomorrow, by the way. Uh, next game, Indiana at Florida State. Florida State by two and a half. I'm going to pick the Seminoles to cover. God damn it. I was really hoping you were picking on you. Um, <laughs> FSU is minus two and a half. No. Yeah. Next one, this is probably the worst matchup. Uh, Georgia Tech at Nebraska. Nebraska by one. Oh, man. Ooh. I'm taking Georgia Tech. They just beat Kentucky. Yeah. I think Georgia Tech might have a letdown game. Give me Nebraska. Nebraska by one, um, right? NC State, Michigan. Okay. Yes. NC State, Michigan got canceled. Great non-conference schedule. Michigan plays and they're definitely, definitely going to try to like um, – Like if MSU they play, loses, they're, they're like, Toledo well, we're undefeated. They're definitely going to say something stupid like that. Well, we're yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, congrats. Okay. You played nobody. Good I'm undefeated. Uh, I haven't lost a Pittsburgh. single game in college basketball this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I won the election. I won it by a lot. Um, <laughs> Pittsburgh at Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern by four and a half. I'm gonna pick Northwestern to cover that spread. Pittsburgh is really not good. They're bad. Uh, I I I get how they were. So I think bad it's gonna be a close game, so I'm gonna there. give the points. So I'm gonna take Pitt just. I think Pitt will lose close. You had Northwestern minus four and a half. Yep. By the way, Pitt lost to St. Francis. Yeah. That's First not game good. Year. Yikes. Yeah, not great. 
Um, yeah, so that's all of the Big Ten ACC Challenge games, plus Rhode Island, Wisconsin. So, uh, anything else you want to talk about? I think we've covered it. I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, we've talked about most of the stuff. I'll just plug this. I tweeted it. Um, are you familiar with the Titus and Tate podcast? I it's Mark Titus it, yes. and some other guy named Tate. Um, I don't really know Tate's background, but you know, Mark Titus played for Ohio State. Yeah, he played for Ohio State. He was uh, a walk on. Yeah, I'm, yep. uh, with the Greg Oden team and yeah. all that, and he played. Um, yeah, I know. It's a good podcast, but they were at Maui, in quotations, Maui. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, North Carolina. Titus, Titus wore like, like Hawaiian t-shirt and lays there. Um, uh, anyway, on the podcast, because it's like an empty arena, right? Your things are a little different. You can hear a little right. more from the like, coaches and stuff. They tell the story about how they basically interacted with TV Teddy, and it is, it is. Oh my god! I was dying laughing through the whole thing. It is better than you could have possibly ever imagined. <laughs> like the perfect story about him. Um I oh, highly recommend Lord. if you just go to my uh Twitter you'll see I even like put the um oh, the timestamp where to look. It is freaking incredible. And all of the I legend of TV, TV Teddy, it's it's all real. It's it's the real deal. <laughs> Dude you're going to love it. It's so good. I recommend anybody oh my who God. knows about TV Teddy or cares um, about, you know, oh this story is God. hilarious. Dude, dude is the one of the worst officials. You might be the worst rep uh, ever. You, you're going to have so you're going to feel some type of way when you hear the story then. <laughs> oh my yeah, we've, lord. We've been on the losing end of TV Teddy. The only man to ever that I can remember that has been banned from officiating <laughs> Big Ten ACC games. Gosh, basketball games. Uh, he's dude, that just, terrible. Just wait. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but oh my gosh, it's good. Okay, um, I guess that's all we oh, have. Oh my lord! All right. Dylan up ahead, Winston. No one near him, and he's gonna come.